Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who just watched Outlander. Yay! Yay! It's that time of year again, folks. It is. Well, it's our first time of year that this can be our year. Yeah, I was just about to correct it. But yeah, it's our year. It is. The year of the Lord 2018. Who knew? (laughs) I have some questions. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) So, yeah, we just watched Outlander. It, It was an episode. It was an episode. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get into it because we've falsely <laughs> promised short episodes before, but my heart is telling me that this may be a short bind-off. I mean, Daylight Savings Time is also telling me this will be a short bind-off. <laughs> True that. True that. But we've learned a lot about consuming stars in various places today. Yeah. I spent a good portion of last night just, like, downloading apps. And testing out logins. <laughs> yep. We have a, a new shared cable setup. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Testing the limits of the love story. Yeah. Really? <laughs> um, and I uh, made my first post in the Podlander Slack. So, hey, Podlander friends. You did. And it went over well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're really the only reason that we knew when to watch it. That's true. Because it's, stars, can we talk about this? Stars is, like, super weird with their distribution. They give no fucks. They have no fucks to give. I saw, because I've been watching Stars all, all weekend. <laughs> because, long story short, I went without cable for two weeks because we moved. and She almost fucking died. I did, and I said, if there is not cable in time for Outlander, I will, like, move out of this house Mm. and so we got cable yesterday and this is the first time i've subscribed to stars through my cable package and not just the app Uh and so i've learned that there's this beautiful gift of outlander marathons Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you can just pop in and out of which is basically my dream come true so i did that all weekend but one of the commercials was saying that they were talking about their viewership for Outlander, but it was over multimedia, like, views, so every type of streaming service you can possibly do, and then their other stars' promotions are like, watch anywhere, get an app through your cable, on demand, buy it, like, every single possible option to consume this content they're giving you. So funny. It's like, you would think because they're premium, they would care about the exclusivity, but... Nope. No. Nope, they're not HBO. No, they're not HBO. Which I applaud because if Game of Thrones would just drop at any time, I would, like, watch it while I was doing dishes. <laughs> yeah, the House of Cards effect. Yeah. <laughs> not, not like, sit down at 10 o'clock at night to watch a fucking episode of a show that I don't like. Can we also just talk about the fact that Stars does their airing of it at 8 as opposed to fucking 10 o'clock? It is a beautiful gift. It's like nine for House uh, House of Cards. What the fuck? Game of Thrones. Yeah. The other male show I hate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But eight o'clock is like a very different viewing experience. 
It just confirmed to me that this is our shit. <laughs> this is our shit. And Stars knows it a little too well. Like, thank you, Stars, for understanding that I need to go to bed. <laughs> that we're old as fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, like, very traumatic for me because I really like having a dedicated time that I plan my day around. And then all of a sudden it was like, you can access it anytime all day. And I was like, wait. <laughs> Now I need to factor it into my day. It was like... And today was not the day for it that. It was not the day for that. We could not get on. our shit together today. Nope. So the airing time won and I won. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the funniest part of all. The horrible part is that um, I didn't think I would be awake at midnight when it dropped. Mm-hmm. And then I was awake at midnight when it dropped. Yep. But I couldn't stay awake and watch it. You know what I mean? Like... I was awake, and I think I ended up going to sleep at, like, 1230 or something, but it's not like that was the time that I was going to start it just because I was there and it was there. Yeah, we were talking at, like, 1130 last night, and it was like, should we stay up? Should we not stay up? And it was like, I'm glad we didn't. I was more alert for this viewing. (laughs) And this was an episode that would have been really tough to manage if you were sleepy. It was kind of tough to manage, and I wasn't that sleepy. I'm pretty sleepy. It's fair. You've been tormented. (laughs) My infant child decided this was the week to experiment with no longer sleeping. (laughs) Which honestly is what I get for being able to sleep for the last three months. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) It's like my new parent karma. It's great. Um, all right. So, uh, I guess we're supposed to say this, but like, we're going to talk about the episode, so you know, proceed with caution. You got like seven minutes of no spoilers, so that's pretty good for a bind off. Yeah, exactly. So, like, basically, I just really don't want to hear about it. Okay, guys? <laughs> if you don't know that about me by now. <laughs> right. Oh, we didn't tell them about my my market research last oh, night. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it, Kelsey. I guess it's not that worthwhile, but it's, it's five minutes of time. Um, I watched... The spy who dumped me last night yes. in preparation for Outlander today. And it was, like, better than I thought it would be. <laughs> I don't want to say it's good, but I was I was expecting bad and it was fine. My expectation of it was that it wouldn't be, like, like hate watch bad. You know what I mean? That it would just kind of be, like, a middling fake rom-com. It certainly middled, but they delivered more than they than I thought that they would, and I legitimately laughed, like, several times. Although it took, like, 90% of the movie before the first time I got a text saying you laughed out loud. Yeah, but from there on out, it was pretty good. <laughs> that so, is, like, like, such a peak TV thing to say. <laughs> I know. Like, I know this is a movie, but it's just proof that the culture of peak TV has, like, broken your brain. (laughs) I'm not, I have not yet recommended to one person to watch it. Well, you know, since this was, like, your first opportunity to talk about it. Fair, but I didn't tell you, like, oh, go rent this movie. (laughs) That would have been a fool's errand anyway. I know. (laughs) I know better. (laughs) Know your audience. But it was fine. And it had some good Sam, so that's all I really need. 
It did inspire what I hope will become our new annual tradition, which was the suggestion <laughs> that we start watching A Christmas Prince and A Prince for Christmas every Christmas. Yes, please. <laughs> it's going to be really good. It's going to be a life choice. I just want to see him dance in those tight white pants again. Always. I want that every single day. <laughs> It's always also like definitely his awkward face, which I really appreciate. Can you imagine what those pants would look on look like on him after like what ten years of charity CrossFit? Oh, I would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> uh, the thirst doesn't quit, guys. Yeah, not once, not never. No. Um. So anyway, Outlander. Outlander. That that was a show that happened. It did. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode begins our phase in America. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it opened with a Native American stone dance. Yeah. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully not layered on top of the uh, Caribbean version and the Scottish version. Yeah, no, they trusted us enough this time. Yeah. <laughs> to believe that we got it. It's amazing. Um, my favorite thing about being in the Podlander Slack at midnight was that um, people were playing bingo, mm-hmm. and one of the bingo squares was New World Dick Rocks, and they got That's that amazing. shit crossed off by 12.05. <laughs> I love that. That was when I texted you, which you didn't see until this morning, and I was like, I'm so fucking hype. <laughs> uh, so yeah. yes, we now know that there is a portal. In these United States. Yes. Which bodes really poorly for those of us who can't fucking stand Brianna. Well, you know, they in the promotional material, there's already a shot of yep. Brianna in, like, old-timey dress reaching out for a stone. And yeah. it, the stone mega looked like Craig Nadoon. It did. Even after seeing the New World Dick Rocks. Yeah. So. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? I'm just done with that. I just, I my hope with them showing the New World Dick Rocks was to sort of lay the foundation for all of us in the audience to spend like a week dunking on Brianna for flying all the way to Scotland <laughs> to go back in time to take a boat over to America. I hope that's how that happens. It's really funny. <laughs> God, she sucks. This is, like, the puzzle I've been doing in my mind ever since I saw the first, like, promotional clip, like, the yeah. jolt in a trailer of yeah. her reaching out for Craig Nadoon, where I was like, why, though? <laughs> Just get in your car and drive south for a little bit. You'll yeah. Get there. yeah. We all know how the historical record works. Like, you are going to find them in North Carolina. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, so that happens. Uh-huh. And and then we get Kiersey's favorite part. Tricorns? Yeah! Okay. I was like, I don't actually know what my favorite part is. <laughs> I Trick was question. hoping you get there. <laughs> you did, so good job. I did. I got there. Well, I was trying to think of what I enjoyed in the opening <laughs> moments, and it was always just the tricorn. Right, just that. Colonial hat. Jamie is like my... I think my second true Jamie. Mm. Um, just we pray Jamie is my first Jamie. 
Forever. My one true Jamie. <laughs> um, Colonial Jamie, I think, might be my second Jamie. And then I, I know we've had words about this, but I think French Jamie <laughs> may be my third, my third Jamie. I'll reserve my words. <laughs> we, didn't we do a whole episode about this? I think we did. It's the Jamie episode. <laughs> I feel like I remember having this ranking on a piece of paper with, like, charts and diagrams. Yeah. But and I won. Col- you did. But Colonial Jamie... Yeah, real, real he good. can get it. He can, he can get real it. get it. Mm-hmm. Um, who can not get it though is young Ian, who is just stuck at like the awkward phase. Uh huh. In every way, and it's uncomfortable to me. <laughs> I just like, I, I maybe this is wisdom I would have from reading the books, but I just like don't get his deal. Like, what's your deal, young Ian? I don't either. Like, I get being raised by Jenny was probably a trip, but, like, get over yourself, young Ian. Or a gift. It would be a fucking gift. I think he's an ungrateful brat who just does not understand his mother. And I'm hopeful that um, we're headed towards some, like, mother-son bonding. Ooh, that'd be nice. I want Mm -hmm. her to come back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're... They're shooting in North Carolina, supposedly. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> what it actually is is, like, a mix of straight-up Scotland and straight-up Cape Town. Yep. Uh, neither of which looks like North Carolina. The biggest problem is that the South has never seen a cold season. And I know we got a few downloads in the South, so, like, come at me, yo. I'm from New England. Your winters <laughs> don't count. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, it's never fucking cold down there, and yet every single scene is just so drippy. Yeah. And I'm not going to hold it against them, because I get it. But. Well, what I've found out today is that they're a non-SAG production. Uh. So they can't, I don't think, hire actors from America? Gotcha. I think that's how that works, because there was this whole thing about how they consulted Native people, but they flew in Native people from Canada I was wondering why they chose to fly them in from Canada. That's why. Gotcha. So they must save a fuck ton of money not going union, but, like, that's the whole deal with that. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, there were a lot of people on the internet speculating that, because um, apparently in the book, this timeline is happening in the summer, and there were a bunch of people speculating that they were just going to shift the time to make it, like, fall and winter so that it was more reasonable that they were shooting in Scotland. And there's it part like of- fall. Yeah. There's part of me, though, that's like, who gives a fuck? Like, you're not going to outsmart the system as long as you're in Scotland. Right. That rain is visible. It's like, remember that entire time that you were shooting in Cape Town and calling it Boston, and you pretended that the Boston Common was a park on a river on a hilltop? (laughs) It's a little too late for continuity. Oh, so many life choices. And they have really bad CGI for landscape shots. So bad. I don't know why they can't get them right, but it looks like a video game. It really does. And the the thing that was interesting about it is I felt like I'm certainly no historian, so what the fuck do I know? But I've been to, like, a couple museums, 
And I felt like the CGI that they had of the village in North Carolina did not seem appropriate. And it's like, if you're going to CGI it, mm. this is your chance. Right. Um, in the Inside the episode, um, <laughs> Mustache B. Roberts says <laughs> a really good thing about how uh, when they were working in Scotland, they're dealing with like centuries old buildings that are made of stone. And so it's like a world of stone. But in America, things are made of wood. So they had to, how did he phrase it? It was something about how they had to enter a world of wood. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for that episode. (laughs) But also why? (laughs) And he's like staring off into the distance wistfully. And I was like, I mean... I don't blame you for thinking of wood in this moment, my sir. (laughs) But those are also not words anyone has ever used to describe America. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. Uh, uh, Should we talk about the intro song? Sure. It's wild. It is buck wild. It It may be the biggest departure so far. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Kirstie described it as pastoral. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, really leaning into America. Although, I used the word pastoral right before the actual chorus joined in. <laughs> yeah, then that happened. So that was still when it was just the main singer. But then suddenly there were, like, 900 people who were also singing, and they were overcome with the folksiness of America. It was like Old Crow Medicine Show, Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. I mean, I figured they would be doing something, like, very American, but I was thinking, like, drum and fife band. Yeah, this was pretty... I I want to say it was modernized because that has, like, come back. But I guess True. it isn't actually modernized. No. I mean, I guess... I was, so this is eight years before the American Revolution, and I guess I was thinking more of, like, the, like, military songs that you think I of was from, like, too. the time of the military, or the military, duh. Yeah. The time of the revolution. They are gonna have some drums and redcoats and shit, but I'm, like, happy yeah. with this choice. But we're, like, almost a decade before that, and so I suppose, yeah. like, the sensibility of the time would have been different. Yeah. So that's Another fine. area of history where I'm no expert. <laughs> You're not? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I liked it better than the um, Caribbean one. Yeah, same. Because I, I felt like it was a slightly more intentional arrangement as opposed to like, well, we're going to Jamaica, so let's make this sound like that. Yeah. You know, it's. Not like the logic was any less of that. It just sounded like they were trying harder. Yeah. Well, I think it's always a little better when they re-record the song. Yeah, true. Versus when they just change the background music. Yep. So, like, the France one was the other one that they re-recorded the song for. And that one was good. What I thought was funny about that is I thought of the France one while watching this one because um, she does the second verse in French. 
Yeah. Just to make it, like, really obvious that they're in France. <laughs> and then in, in this one, the second verse, she, like, takes on this accent. Yeah, she becomes American. <laughs> but it's, but, like, but, like, I don't, also not. <laughs> Yeah, it's and, like, like, the the Americans that they're portraying on this show also don't have American accents, so it's, yeah. like, a whole lot. <laughs> I remember reading once, though, that the current-day American accent is considered to be the closest to, like, the British accent of the time. Oh, really? So maybe that's the trick, is that, like, you know, we're secretly British. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been having, like, a whole moment. It's been a moment my whole life. It's not new. Oh. I just can't believe I it fa- didn't come up when you first started watching The Crown. It's It's been a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot more than just The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> I stream Grand Designs from Channel 4. <laughs> I uncovered my childhood book about London yesterday. Oh, boy. It's been... It, it started with Mary Poppins, and it just never, ever ended, Kirsty. <laughs> no kidding. That's, I think they call that imprinting. Yeah. 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 So, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, what happens in this episode? Um, there's, like, a lot of talking, and, like... So much talking. People have, like, a lot of feelings. Like, there, there's some um, emotions. Yeah. Young Ian has a, a situation... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I had said this to you and you had to set me straight, but I feel, I felt like this at the end of season three too, that like the dialogue has gotten like, um, like campier. Yeah. And I don't remember it being like that in the early seasons, but you said that it is and I'm just not paying attention. <laughs> Well, I said that it is in the books, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think there are times, like, in the early seasons, yes. I think the story in the early seasons is easier to be distracted by. That's fair. That's really and, valid. And, like, the romance of it all. We had the return of Claire's voiceover. We did. That was, like, a very new stylistic choice that we haven't had in a while. Wait, I didn't even notice that it happened. You didn't notice all of the Claire narration? No. She had the whole thing in the opening couple shots about um, infinite circles. Oh, yeah. And that's what foreshadowed the whole, like, thing with her wedding rings. But we've had Claire narration. But, like, this was so much more Claire narration than we've had in a long time. The season finale was her being like, I was dead. <laughs> Speaking of heavy-handed. It's been a while since then. (laughs) Some of us watched it today on Stars. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we had a stretch there for a good while where it was like she would only come in every couple episodes and say like a line or two just to make sure you were still following along. Yeah, but there's a whole stretch at the end of season three where like she gets lost in the fucking sand jungle. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that episode. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She did talk a lot in that episode. Yeah. So the, maybe it's... her monologue about her rings and infinite circles and stuff like reminded me very much of the vase monologue from the pilot. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I like it seemed obvious that we were starting at the beginning of a book. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we got um, that. We were unceremoniously introduced to a bunch of randos. Yeah. There was boning. There was boning. And it was pretty good boning. It was good, but it was token boning. But it was, like, that very was gratuitous. Like, it was very gratuitous. <laughs> it was, like, welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the show. I would rank it, like, a 7 out of 10. It was better than the season 3 finale boat sex. Way better. But, like, it was also just, like, it was an outlander boning. Are you sure? It just felt like TV boning to me, not like Outlander boning. What kind of TV are you watching? I don't... <laughs> it like, was like a full and complete long shot one oneer of just boning from start there to wasn't finish. Like, you don't get that every day. Okay, that's fair. But there wasn't like the buildup that like I've come to expect at this point. The buildup was in my head for the past month or two <laughs> or three since I've been watching this show. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I didn't need buildup. I just I, needed that. My favorite scenes, though, are the ones where, like, they really, really lean into, like, the tension. Yeah. You know? And they this was, like... I mean, to be fair, they were kind of having some PTSD. Um, <laughs> but but this was this was more like sad sex. It was a little sad. It was sad time sex. But they shouldn't be sad. Well, that was the whole point. Was that that, that was literally the whole I know. theme? Of I know. The scene. I understand. I understand. <laughs> they have each other. So then they had sex. <laughs> if I had him, I would too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the most, like, gratifying part of that scene was him, like, awkwardly biting her shoulder and me realizing later that I did, in fact, think it was hot. Yeah, it was. I was not convinced when he first did it, and then I was like, no. <laughs> That's good. Don't worry, we have DVR now, so we can rewind. <laughs> Reassess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did deliver, so last season finale we watched together and it promised strong sexual content and it was disappointing i at least wasn't disappointed that's true it was strong it was strong Mm -hmm. (laughs) wait i didn't tell them the one important thing what from my research oh yeah they mentioned his boobs his man boobs his muscle boobs (laughs) in in the spy movie, so now it's canon. It is canon. CrossFit gave him boobs. Yep. yep. Anyway. <laughs> this is what I bring to the table, guys. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, um, so there's a lot of hinting in this episode about what's to come. Yeah. About how... Jamie's immediately like, what about the native people? Yeah. It's like, okay. And then she's like, they're kind of like the Highland clans. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to be a time for us all. Yeah. Like, it's fine, but. It's, it's, it's a life choice that like, technically speaking, I guess is not 
incorrect on paper. It's just so heavy-handed. Yeah. Especially, like, coming right out of the gate of it. Like, he's been there for five minutes and he's like, but what about the native people? Well, Jamie and Claire have always been woke AF. That's true. They have, like, the ultimate white savior syndrome. (laughs) Save this slave! I bought him. Why did you buy him? (laughs) Because you wanted me to save him. We have to free him. (laughs) Well, and then they're on the fucking riverboat, and there's, like, the guy on top of the riverboat. Oh, God. And instead of just, like, asking the white guy, like, hey, is that your slave? Like, if it is, that's not cool. She goes over to Jamie and she's like, Jamie, will you steer the boat? It's not nice to make an old man do stuff, like, all (laughs) passive aggressive. And then the white man comes out and is like, oh, yeah, no, he's free. And then suddenly everyone's like, oh, then you can be up on top of the boat for 12,000 hours. That's fine. Right. (laughs) Just, like, don't be passive aggressive about it. Just... Be woke. Mm. You know? Is he not seasick on riverboats? Apparently not. (laughs) That seemed convenient. I thought that he got over that, though, at some point. Wasn't there something in season three, and then he got better at boats? Yeah, but it was um, acupuncture, which... (laughs) Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. But anyway... (laughs) Um, there's a lot about a ruby. Yeah. As, as I said to Kelsey, like, is this the fucking ruby that's going to get Brianna, like, through the stones? And I hate that. Find it in a fucking pawn shop. (laughs) Why else would we have spent, like, four scenes on this particular ruby? So long about this ruby. I mean, Jamie, like, gets a moment to even, like, talk about the exact design of the ruby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then they decide that they're going to take a grant for land, even though it's a bad idea. So many ways it's a bad idea. (laughs) Claire's like, we're going to be on the wrong side of history, and we're going to get our land taken away in eight years. And he's like, but my child, who I've never met 200 years from now, might know that I lived here once. Yeah, I couldn't figure out the logic. He was like, if I can be a part of making this a good country for her. And I was like, but you're buying land from the British, stolen from the Native Americans, that's going to be stolen back from you by the colonists when you lose the war that you are forced to fight in because you were given free land. Right. Sure. And also, like... Okay, you tended to your crops. She's not going to notice that. <laughs> well, they've already alluded to, like, the historical record. So was he just hoping that there would be, like, a document in a library? I have no idea. I did hear that he's going to have a little uh, distillery on premise. Oh. Coming up soon. Nice. Some small batch whiskey? Uh, or moonshine. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, I'm excited to see their little log cabin. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not mad at the teeing up that they did. Mm-mm. Um, I was saying this to you earlier at some point in time. Um, <laughs> that 
I have learned about myself recently that I enjoy everything better when I can binge watch as opposed to watching episode by episode. Mm -hmm. And this episode sort of highlighted that for me again. Like, I have a very hard time dealing with each episode in isolation and then having to wait a period of time to see the next one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I am trained at this point to, like, not not value each individual episode without the episode that comes next, you know? Yeah. So in isolation, this was like an episode. And I think I would care more about it if I could just move on to the next like three episodes. But you can't. That's not how it works. I know. It's really irritating. (laughs) (sighs) I'm not cut out for like having to wait for stuff. That's fair. Yeah. It is different, but it helps me to know or to have a better gauge on, like, what is a good episode and not a good episode. I see. I feel like I'm worse at it because then I come out of every episode and I hate it until I see the next episode. (laughs) And you hate that more. Yeah, because now so now I'm like, eh, and I'm going to go watch the next episode and it may or may not be better, but I'll feel better about this episode. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have no idea how many episodes of... Here Here we go. When we were watching Parks and Rec in real time. Yeah. I think I only watched the last two seasons in real time. Um, That second to last season, I hated every single episode at yeah. the end of that individual episode. But mm-hmm. some of my favorite episodes are in that season. So it's not because of the quality of the episode. It's because I am incapable <laughs> of watching TV this way. <laughs> I'm capable of liking content that's delivered to me at a scheduled time and date. (laughs) I mean, you honestly could have just ended it after content. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then he gave her a present. He did give her a present. It was a good present. And then he complained about being an insecure man for a little while. He did. Not a good look on him. No. I I was meh on it. Yeah. What what was inside of the box? It was like medical things. Oh. Like herbs and knives and shit. Gotcha. That was, was option B gift. in my head for what it could be. What did you think it was? I, when she first started opening it and there were just like bottles, I just thought it was like little bottles of whiskey. Oh, no. Is that why you asked about the whiskey tasting? Well, kind of. But then even even when it wasn't whiskey, I still thought it would be a good idea. It is a good idea. You should probably suggest it. I should be suggest like, I'll it. trade you 1,000 entries. <laughs> For this really cool idea that I had. <laughs> P.S. The really cool idea was that the whiskey tasting and the charity CrossFit thing would be inside of this box. Yeah. I mean, it would be a prop from set. Like, that would really elevate the experience. It would. It would go from a $4,000 retail value to a $5,000 retail value. You know what's interesting about that, uh, side note, is (laughs) I'm assuming that they calculated it based on how much Sam charges for, like, appearances at events and stuff. But I don't... I don't think they included his time at all in that. Oh, not at all? Mm Mm-mm. So that's... Just, like, flight and hotel and the experiences? Yeah, that's how we structure our rules. Oh. 
Because I was going to say retail value is a right. weird way. <laughs> right. To talk about that. <laughs> His time is priceless. <laughs> His time is priceless. <laughs> Guys, if you're enjoying this episode, please <laughs> enter us in, <laughs> in this contest. <laughs> What's the URL for that, Kelsey? Well, it's like a really long one. I gotta find the short URL, but we'll put it in the show notes. It's to win a... a <laughs> to win, it's to win the night of our dreams. And... Uh-huh. Um, it's until, like, January 4th or something, so you've got time to enter us. Oh, you have so much time to enter us. So much time. So do yeah. that. Do you suppose you can, like, uh, um, write this off on taxes as, like, a charitable yeah. thing? Yeah. There you go, guys. I would imagine, maybe. <laughs> it's on Omaze. You can find it. You can find it. Just, like, Google Sam Hewen Charity CrossFit and you'll get there. <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's how google works and then um, you can enter us and it'll be great yeah if you need our personal information uh for this purpose we get, we'll figure it out yeah get at us <laughs> get at us <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so should we talk about the end sequence sure the most 2018 shit I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that was definitely Mustache B. Roberts at work. It was. I didn't dislike it, but it was also just way too much for me. It was, and it was just like so out of nowhere. Yeah, so they're on this riverboat having a good old time, and they get attacked by like river pirates. Yep. <laughs> uh in the middle of the night and all of a sudden they start playing like a fairly modern cover of America the Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> and they play it in its entirety through this like attack sequence which if it was I thought it was going to keep like a fairly silly nature nope. and so I was more okay with it. But then it got to be, like, some people were getting killed, and then, like, there was some beating happening, and then, like, she got, they tried to steal her rings, then she tried to swallow her rings, and then she fucked up, and then they took it, and so then it was emotional, and just wasn't the right time or place for America the Beautiful, although it was also pointed and accurate. (laughs) Well, because that was, like, the whole juxtaposition, Kelsey, because it was, like, America the Beautiful, and, like, they were there for, like, the American dream. I I get it. But, like, at this time in history, it, like, wasn't all that beautiful, because you had to deal with river pirates. I mean, (laughs) I would take river pirates, just just saying. (laughs) They don't seem that bad to me. So yeah, that was a choice. Mm-hmm. They are like increasingly more into playing n- different period music over different period footage, and I've liked it like once. Yeah, but I don't need it every time. Although they did it in like the first season, didn't they? 
I don't they, think they did it in the first. I think they I did it. I thought there was a scene in the first season where they did it with like music from the 40s and it was oh, supposed to be right, like Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, Claire in this distant land. Yes, that they did. Yeah. But like they used um a Bob Dylan cover in season 3. Yeah. With in 17 whatever. Right. So that one was like better deployed, but the rest of them I was like, because they kept doing it. Do you suppose that's also Mustache B. Roberts? Yes. Yeah. It's always him. It's always him. He's gotten a makeover this season. That is news. Fun update. Did you see my Snapchat? I did. I am glad someone told him to get rid of his mustache. Yeah, he's definitely like a lot less steampunk. In appearance but not necessarily in production value no that's there's only so much you can do right salt and pepper beard only gets you so far yeah he didn't do any like aggressive drone shots this time there were definitely drone shots but no i suspect they're saving that for when jamie and claire start homesteading yeah for sure yeah i'm like hype for that i kind of want like a slow tv of him just like cutting chopping logs and like <laughs> <laughs> i mean roll 42 of the internet i'm gonna drink twice really yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a porn for everything oh <laughs> whatever i'm new here jesus christ that's only been on like Every poster made for boys since, like, FYE had posters in 2001. I didn't know any boys in 2001. (laughs) Well, I didn't either. I just spent a lot of time looking at the poster rack. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches over here thinking I was talking to boys. (laughs) I'm a 30-year-old woman and I'm a fangirl for Sam Hewen. But who isn't? Yeah, that's fair. If they're not, they're wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you yeah. agree, you should enter us in the charity prospect <laughs> contest. <laughs> Please enter us. The link is in the show notes. It's all we have to live for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not mad about this episode, but it happened. It, I feel like I'm a little bit set up for failure going into this season, Because I did get to binge the first couple seasons and had such a strong emotional reaction to the first season in particular. Yeah. And, like, once you build that kind of relationship, especially that quickly with a show, I feel like it's almost impossible for it to, like, meet your expectations in real time. Yeah. I mean, would you ever save up the episodes and watch them all at once? Fuck no. Okay. I think where where you'll see that play out is once the entire season has aired and I start going back and rewatching. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um and then I think some of my opinions and feelings will change. Yeah. Well, even like I've rewatched twice now. Well, no. I've rewatched once. I've watched twice and I've seen a couple episodes three or four times. Uh-huh. And like the third season is nothing compared to the first season. Yeah. Like, if I need comfort television, it is the first season. Absolutely. Because it's perfect. It is perfect. What an incredible gift Pilot Palooza gives us year after year. 
We're so, speaking of set up for failure. Yeah, no kidding. We're terrified going into this year's pilot palooza, guys. Spoiler Light, alert. Lightning does not strike three times. No. But I'm happy it's back. Yeah, it feels good to have it back. It's one of those shows, like, you know how people always joke that, like, um, that stupid thing about how, like, pizza and sex are having common, that they're mediocre and they're still good or whatever? Yeah. The delivery of the joke doesn't matter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Outlander is that show. Yes. It can get away with, like, episodes that middle. Because it's still, oh, it sure can. still doing it for me. As long as there's strong sexual content. <laughs> yeah. That's the trade-off. Yeah. You owe me that if you're not going give it, to give it your all in an episode. Right. So, like, I'm okay with this one because there was strong sexual content that wasn't awful. I wish it had been stronger, though. Like, That's I wish that the, the thing on the rating screen that said strong sexual content was about ranking the quality of a particular sex scene (laughs) as opposed to just warning us that the sex is coming i don't think we would have turned on the season three finale if that was the case (laughs) it was so bad it was so bad that was like grocery store romance novel sex yeah yeah it was, I like, fan fiction sex. It was narrated. Don't narrate your sex, ever. No, don't do it. It wasn't even dirty talk. It was just straight-up narration. Yeah. Don't do that, guys. No. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, so, so that was the episode. <laughs> Again, if you love us... <laughs> Enter us in the contest. Enter us in the contest. Find it in the show notes, if we remember. It'll be there. Okay. Um, Yeah. Or you can, you know, after you enter us, tell us that you entered us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs, Gmail at HateWatchWithUs.com. You can visit our website, (laughs) HateWatchWithUs.com. Did I say HateWatchThis.com twice? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You said I was that. like, oh no. You said that our Gmail was HateWatchThis.com. I was like, something went wrong and I was putting it together as I went. <laughs> and what was funny is as I heard it come out after Gmail, I was like, okay, this is not the sentence she started. So in my head, I rewrote the sentence that it could be. Right. And then it wasn't the sentence you said. No. No. Okay. So re reworking that. Please send oh, us an good. email, hatewatchwithus at gmail.com or visit our website at hatewatchwithus.com. I did it. Yay, there it is. Hey. Hey. Uh we're also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network, which for some reason I struggle with every time now. <laughs> um and they have shows. And those are shows such as Beer with Geeks and Academy Rewind um, and Supergirl TV Talk, which I think is on the TV. It's back. It's back. Yeah. Um, And then they have other shows, too, that are all good. And um, they don't make you enter them in charity CrossFit contests. They don't. Um, Instead, they ask for financial support in the form of Patreon, which is what normal people do. 
And you can find them at thoughtbubbleaudio.com, thoughtbubblefm on Twitter, and thoughtbubbleaudio.gmail.com. And I think that's it. That is all of it. Cool. Uh, we're going to do, so this is our first bind off. We're going to do a mid-season bind off and then we'll do a finale bind off because we're too old to do weekly bind offs like we did the summer we did Game of Thrones. Yeah, and Game of Thrones is coming back eventually and we've got to rally for that shit somehow. Yeah, somehow. Oh. Real, real somehow. But in the meantime, we're happy to talk about Outlander in so every happy. episode. So you'll get some more dispersed yeah, in between. That's true. Every episode is an Outlander episode. It is. You don't even have to try that hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.